This is UINWA, Urban Internet News with Attitude, the podcast, October 5th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, 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 are you ready? ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? ready? Let's Let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to UINWA, Urban Internet News with Attitude. UINWA is the real news and information on about people of color. We just tell it to you with a little seasoning. I'm Alexander Caden. Here we go. This one? <laughs> Woo. Six former Colton High School football players in San Bernardino County in California are suing the Joint United School District and its former athletic trainer, alleging that she sexually abused them more than a decade ago. The men, referred to as John Doe's in the lawsuit, alleged that during the 2000s when they were varsity football players, they were sexually abused by the school's athletic trainer, Tiffany Gordon, who is the daughter of the school's former head football coach and athletic director who died in 2019. They also alleged that other members of the football team, the players' parents, and the staff knew about Gordon's alleged misconduct between 2002 and 2006, and that the school district failed to report and investigate the alleged abuse. Now that we have that bit of information out the way, let me give you some more crazy stuff. John Doe, 7042, who began attending the school in 2001 and joined the varsity football team that year, said he was sexually assaulted by Gordon when he sought treatment for injuries he suffered playing football. The abuse escalated weeks later when he was allegedly raped by Gordon in the school's locker room while his teammates were at practice. Practice. Some of y'all will get that. The man claimed the abuse continued throughout the rest of his time at the school, detailing in the lawsuit places on campus where Gordon allegedly raped him, including bathrooms, the school's weight room, well, of course the weight room, that's where she carried the most weight. Okay, okay, I'll stop. And a trailer. Another recuser, John Doe 7047, joined the football team as a sophomore in the fall of 2000 and alleges in the lawsuit he was also sexually abused by Gordon. He was 16, he said, and Gordon allegedly raped him for the first time and continued to do so through the rest of his high school career. John Doe, 7043, transferred to the high school during his senior year in the fall of 2003 when he was 17. During the football season, he claims that Gordon allegedly made advances, including inviting him on a date to a drive-in theater where she sexually abused him in the back seat of the car. Really? Really? John Doe 7044 alleges Gordon told him to send her pictures of his penis and sent him nude photographs of herself. She allegedly sexually assaulted him the next day in the locker room. John Doe 7045 said that he disclosed to the coach that he and another student were thinking about telling the district about Gordon's alleged misconduct and the coach's wife 
allegedly told them that Gordon would likely blame them for her misconduct and school administrators wouldn't believe them because of Gordon's authority and status. Another John Doe alleges he was sexually abused by Gordon in 2007 in the locker room and continued throughout his senior year. And then another John Doe said he believes Gordon targeted him and the other alleged victims because they were vulnerable, often needing rides home from school or practice or money to buy food. Now that bit of information tells me the students that allege this are of the minority persuasion. The female trainer is white. Now here's something I don't get. You mean to tell me that these six football players, who I will assume that a few may be black, let a white trainer rape them? Sexually abuse them? Yes. Rape them? And they let her? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Till the no, no, no. I don't know, some of the John Doe stuff sound a little suspect to me. Herschel Walker's son lashed out at him after the Republican U.S. Senate candidate denied a report that he paid for an ex-girlfriend's abortion in 2009. He said that he and his mother would appreciate it if Herschel would stop lying and making a mockery of them. He kinda went off. Don't lie about your life at the expense of me, my mom, and all of the people that you've affected throughout your life. You don't get to pretend you're some moral family guy. You don't get to pretend all these things. Talk policy, talk normal, do not lie. Don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. That ain't all he said. We were told at the beginning of this he was going to get ahead of his past, hold himself accountable, all of these different things, and that would have been fine. Go ahead. He didn't do any of that. Everything's been a lie. Everything's been downplayed. Everything's been cutting corners. The whole thing. And who, who is, whose expense is that at? Me, my mom, as we're chased down by the media, uh, we're, we're terrorized, all these different things, uh, uh, people are questioning my authenticity, I'm done. Don't lie. Don't put this on me. You, this is a candidate issue, not a me issue. I wouldn't have spoken out if there weren't all these lies every day. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women. Wait, 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 oh hell no. Wasn't in the house raising one of them. Say what? He was out having sex with other women. You gotta be kidding me. McDonald's Corporation has temporarily beaten back a lawsuit by 52 black former franchise owners who claim the fast food chain set them up for failure by steering them toward crime-ridden, low-income neighborhoods. A federal judge in Chicago dismissed the 2020 lawsuit but gave the plaintiffs time to file an amended complaint. 
The plaintiffs claim McDonald's has not offered profitable restaurant locations and growth opportunities to black franchises that were on the same term as white franchises, despite its public commitment to diversity and black entrepreneurship. They're seeking up to a billion dollars in damages. McDonald's has denied any wrongdoing, of course, and has said that while it may recommend store locations, the final decision is on the franchises. But if those store recommendations are in bad neighborhoods in the first place, well then the franchises have no choice, right? A black former Atlanta gynecologist and two former pharmacists have pleaded guilty to federal charges involving pills. Prosecutors say Dr. Anthony Mills had been writing prescriptions for opioids like Oxycontin, Morphine, and Percocet to drug dealers and addicts he never treated. They say some of the prescriptions he wrote were in the names of people who had their identity stolen or had died. Once the patients got their prescription from the doctor's home, they would get it filled at one of two pharmacies owned by licensed pharmacists. The pharmacists knew that Mills' prescriptions were not legitimate and were too large to be considered medically appropriate, but you know what they did, filled them anyway. There's a tropical disturbance approaching the Caribbean that forecasters will be watching. As good as Deion Sanders is, none of the big-time white colleges would even think about hiring him as a coach. Now that he's turned around the program at Jackson State and HBCU, now all of a sudden, all of these big schools are looking at Deion. Arizona State, Georgia Tech, Auburn. I hope Deion stays right the hell where he's at, Jackson State. I hope Dion says, appreciate it, but I ain't taking my ass nowhere. And his son is having a good year. How the hell is Dion gonna leave that? Listening to UINWA, Urban Internet News with Attitude, the podcast. UINWA is produced for the Urban Internet News Network. Okay, Serenity, come on in, baby, and tell everybody who produces UINWA. Papa. That's right, your Papa. Papa.